Welcome to Word Alive Broadcast with Ricky and Sherry Blevins. We believe that as you listen to today's message, God's Word will come alive in your heart to help you obtain victory in every area of your life. I want to continue today on the healing anointing. And we had left up off yesterday that uh, sometimes we come to God and and think that we can ask somebody else to pray for us and he will hear them better than he will us. And I gave an example, but I will give you another example today. My son Aaron and my daughter Emily. It would be no different if... Uh, Aaron came to me, my son, and said, will you give Emily something? And I'll be going, well, why did you come and ask for Emily when Emily could come and ask me herself? She has just as much right to come and ask me for something as you do. Now, it's different if she is somewhere and he needs to take it to her. But when she thinks that I won't give it to her, I have to get Aaron to ask her, then I'll go, I love you just as much, Emily, as I do Aaron. And I love Aaron just as much as I do you. And you don't have to get him to come to ask me for anything. You ask me and it'll, it's yours. And sometimes we have to come to God in faith, understanding that he loves you just as much as he does anybody else. And that he's going to give it to you just as much as he would anybody else. And I've had different ministers I've heard them say, well, I've had people call into our ministry and they didn't want uh, somebody else in the ministry to pray for them. They wanted me to because they said, well, if he'll ask, I know God will hear him. Well, there's a difference in the prayer of agreement than it is coming to God. And I think sometimes when we do that, that we uh, kind of offend him in a way because he's saying, why would you have to get somebody else to come ask you when, you, when I'll give it to you for yourself? Why would you do that? I love you just as much as I love so-and-so or anybody else. And, I, and I'll give it to you just as quick as I would to them if you come and ask me. And, he, and actually, I think a lot of times God will give it to you quicker if you come to him in love and in faith and knowing that he loves you just as much as anybody else and will do anything for you that he'd do for anything, anybody else, that he will give it to you just as quick as he would to anybody else. Then it, it gives him happiness and joy. But when you don't, I think sometimes it kind of grieves him a little bit because he's saying, well, I don't think they know how much I love them. They think I love them less than I love somebody else. Or sometimes you think, well, my faith is not where somebody else's is at. But you know, it said in the word of God that if you come to God with a, as a faith as a grain of mustard seed, just as uh, a faith as a grain of mustard seed, now a mustard seed's really small. But you know, God loves you. And all you got to do is get into the Word and believe God's Word and understand what it says and know that He will do anything for you that He will do for anybody else. You just have to believe it. And if you read Romans chapter 8, read all, read all of Romans chapter 8, the whole thing, and get it into your heart and understand. There's nothing that will separate you from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus. Neither height, nor depth, nor width, nor any, nor principalities, nor power, nor 
thrones or dominions or anything that's going to separate you from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus. Nothing will separate you from it. And he's saying that if he gave his son, how, how will he not freely give you all things? He gave his son, Jesus Christ, on the cross. And he says, how will he not through him give you everything? He's already given it to you. You just have to come to him and say, Daddy, I need this. And he said, okay, you can have it. It's yours. Instead, we want to go through 15 channels and then we wonder why our prayers don't get answered. <laughs> and you go, well, I guess, you know, well, I asked them to pray, but I never did receive anything. He's going, well, just come to me yourself and believe me and let me show you my love. That's what he's saying. Now, we had discussed this. I'm going I'm to go back into this on the gifts of the Spirit. And we have to understand that the gifts of the Spirit are as the Spirit wills. And there are different manifestations and different gifts as the Spirit wills. Let's go to Mark chapter 16 and verse 15. And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe in my name. Now we always said, already said that. When you say it, believe in his name, that presents all that he is. They will cast out devils. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. And they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. It says you'll lay hands on the sick and they will recover. That means that you can be anointed by the Holy Ghost and also you can pray a prayer of faith and lay hands on them and they will recover. But you have to believe in his name. It's not just the laying on of your hands, it's his name. Just like Peter and John did, you have to believe in his name. And then when you do believe in his name, then what happens is, and you lay hands on people in his name, is as presenting all that Jesus is. All that he is. Everything. Now, and they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through accompanying signs. That means that the Lord worked with them and they preached the word. And what happened was the word that they preached the Lord confirmed the word because he performed the word before them when they preached it and then they asked in the name of Jesus and he worked with them. So understand this, the Lord is working with you. He's working in you. He's upon you to do the work of God and you can go out and, and heal people by him. You can't do it yourself. If you could, you would need Jesus. But you have to use the name of Jesus and operate under the anointing and operate in the anointing and operate in the gifts of the Spirit as the Spirit wills, as he tells you what to do. Now, the Holy Ghost will tell you what to do. And you have to yield to that and, and, and just obey him, as Peter and John did, at the gate beautiful, and then those things will happen. But you can't do it when you want to. You have to do it when he wants to. Because, see, you can't tell when somebody has faith. But he can. You can't tell what their need is or what condition their heart's in. But he can. 
You can't tell if there's something going on with them. You can't tell if they're an unbelief, but he can. And he will know. And a lot of times he will go ahead and perform the thing. And he'll perform miracles and signs and wonders just for non-believers so that they will believe. But you have to do it as he wills because we're not God. We're just vessels that he operates through. Is that right? And we have to understand this. They went in and preached. They taught the word. They taught what the word said first. And then the Lord came in with them and, and confirmed the word through accompanying signs. If you teach healing, guess what's going to happen? Healing. If you teach salvation, guess what's going to happen? Salvation. You teach prosperity, guess what's going to happen? Prosperity. You teach peace, guess what's going to happen? Peace. You teach there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus, guess what? It removes condemnation. <laughs> but if you preach doubt and unbelief and you pre preach condemnation, if you don't get down this altar today, brother, and get right with God, it's going to be over. Then what happens is you preach condemnation and they don't get anything. They just get condemned. You've got to preach the word of God the way it's really written and not our own works. Because it says that we were born again by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and it says, therefore, there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. <laughs> condemnation was taken away from us. <laughs> And only faith and love remains. Amen? That's what it is. And it says in Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's just as much your healer today as he was then. He went to Palace Judge Mahal and purchased your healing on the day of judgment. When he went up there and uh, he said, Jesus, if you'll just say something here, he says, I can... He said, I can release you. He says, I believe you're innocent. And Jesus said, you can do nothing except, his, except my Father allows it. So Jesus had to go to the cross. He had to go to Pilate's Judgment Hall. He had to do all those things so that we could receive the things that he wanted us to have. He fulfilled the will of God. But he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The same healing anointing is flowing from the throne of God as it did on the day that he walked on this planet. It's all by the Holy Ghost, by the gifts of the Spirit. And we have to understand that the Holy Spirit is still the same. He's the same God that anointed Jesus when he walked upon this earth as he is the same anointing that he had when he walked it anoints you. It's just not to the fullness. And you can't increase the anointing in your life or you can decrease it. Sin is one thing that will uh, decrease the anointing, but spending more time with God and in his word will increase it. And the more that you uh, yield to the Holy Spirit, the more that you allow him to use you, the more that you teach the word of God, the more that you get the word in you, and the more that it is a part of you, the more the anointing will increase. But you have to step out in faith in the beginning, and you have to say, Lord, use me. Use me, Lord. I, I have received my healing. Now I want to help somebody else receive theirs. I want to teach healing. I want to see people healed. I want to see them raised up off the deathbed. I want to see them completely whole. But you have to operate under the anointing. 
and, and recognize when that anointing comes upon you and when it rises up in you. I remember one day I was driving through uh, downtown Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I usually go a certain way, and the Holy Spirit said, go this way. I said, okay. So I immediately turned the wheel, got to a stoplight, and I stopped, and I heard this man screaming on a, on a little old fence. was about two feet tall, made out of rock, and I seen him, and I seen him just screaming. And I said, wow, what in the world is going on this dude? So then he came, uh, jumped across the fence, and came, stood right in front of my car, and started screaming with these real loud voices. I said, wow, this is wild. So then the anointing came upon me. It was really powerful anointing, and it rose up in me. And the Holy Spirit says, cast the devil out of him. So I, I said, in the name of Jesus, devil, I command you to come out of him. And his countenance started to change, and he ran off. I said, wow. And I said, Lord, how can I know that I, he got the devil cast out of him? He said, did I tell you to do it? I said, yeah. He said, did the anointing come upon you? I said, yeah. He said, well, you cast the devil out of him because you acted upon what I told you to do. You obeyed my word, and it came out of him that very second. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you would like to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can contact us at our website at wacba.org. If you'd like to contact us for prayer, to give, or any other reason, you can do so by going to our website, wacba.org, or by mail at Word Alive Church, P.O. Box 3067, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma 74013.